You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. Welcome back to your latest blast of the past with Age Visited. I'm all better now. I have conquered the flu, much like Thanos conquered. Ooh, spoiler alert! Nothing. No, no can't let nothing he slip yet. Anything. Yeah, nothing at all. He uh, loses in the first yeah, five minutes, yeah. and then it's goes, it, where it goes them. from there. You'll never know. But the Batman cameo was amazing. But yeah, this week we're talking about a request, a request that was made a long time ago from a gentleman across the pond. UK Lee wanted us to cover Pulse, the 1988 classic, question mark? They use different plugs over there, too. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Did that confuse you, Lee, when you saw this? We're like, our plugs don't look like that. What are they trying to do? Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to talk about Pulse on this latest and greatest episode of 80s Revisited. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris. Spooky, ain't it? Did it talk to you? A voice in the wires. See? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome right, back to an off delayed episode of 80s Revisited. I'm your feeling 98% well host, Trey Harris. With me, as always, the unsickable producer, knock on wood, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> that rash is back on your face, Jesse. No, uh, sorry about that. I had, in a uh, short, long story short, too late to make a clue reference. But uh, yeah, I was sick a couple weeks ago and like, oh, it's just a cold. No fever, nothing. Then Autumn gets sick, like coughing, like heavy cough. So then she goes to the doctor. Yeah, uh, we had the flu, mm. but didn't have a lick of fever. So I was just like, what the, f-? like, blew my mind huh. we had the flu. And apparently everybody at D&D got it. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> uh, some friend of ours went to Orlando for a vacation. And he's like, oh, yeah, take all my kids and wife to urgent care because we got the flu. <laughs> that sucks. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but it, I, I blame it on our friend Perry because... Uh, <sighs> Y'all don't, nobody knows him on here because he doesn't talk. He's patient about, zero. Yeah, he was patient zero because he gave it to me. He's <laughs> like, yeah, man, I, got, I had a little cough. I'm trying to get over. I'm like, oh, that's fine. You know, thing. Oh, cold, whatever. They're like, oh, I got a cough too. Well, fuck you, Perry. You gave me a cough. Yeah, you need to nope. stop making out with him. Yeah, well, you know, when you when you look that normal, <laughs> I don't go for good looking or ugly. I go for just a normal looking person. Yeah, give me the five. Yeah, I'll take it. But anyway, so sorry, UK Lee, first of all, for making you wait even longer after we promised that we were going to do Pulse, which the you ultimate requested shocker. a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that uh, cover art there looks sort of like a tranny based on the broadness of the shoulders. It could be. So a uh, little confusing there, but uh, anyway. The Pulse does not. Uh, <laughs> it's not prejudice or whatever the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, electricity has sees no gender or color. It's right. Just, but anyway. I was thinking race, I was like, well, that's not a race. <laughs> that's a choice. It's not choicest. That's right. So uh, let's see. Pulse came out March 10th, 1988. Oh, I never I haven't seen that picture of the actual VHS. Mm. Yeah, it's got that same kind of poster. Yeah. God, just seeing seeing VHS boxes immediately just like take me back to like the, <laughs> that amazement when you walk when you would walk into a video store as a kid. Yeah, the stickers Everything all like over little, it. Uh, billboard. Wow. Yep. Wow. 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 Anyway, uh, let's see where it was. Uh, yeah, March 10, wow. 1988. IMDb gives it a 5.4. Rotten Tomatoes, 62% critics, 30% audience. Now, granted, as you're about to hear, wow. not a lot of people saw this movie. <laughs> so, mm. uh, budget was estimated at $6 million. However, I could find zero information on its opening weekend. However, safe to say it did not open at number one. Uh, number one was uh, one... An oft-mentioned film, but never covered yet on the podcast, the Robin Williams classic "Good Morning Vietnam," which was uh, which made four point three million that week on March tenth, nineteen eighty-eight, and that was the twelfth weekend it was out. Oh boy! So again, what we talked about before, like in the eighties, like because me and uh, Autumn were talking about this the other night, uh, just how when we were kids, it seemed like it took forever for mm-hmm. something you saw in the theater to come to yeah. home video. 
because home video is a rising market. But then also, it, I mean, I remember, what, I remember every like every time we go to the movie store, every month where they have like the coming attraction little thing, mm-hmm. like so you knew what was coming out on VHS. So like, oh, we got to come Friday morning and rent this before somebody else rents it. Mm-hmm. You know, waiting for Jurassic Park yeah. or some other like, when is this coming out? <laughs> you know, it just always seemed like forever. But you know, that was the days before instant gratification mm-hmm. when it comes to films and music and such and video games as well. So. Lost a little something special there. However, it did domestically gross forty thousand three hundred and ninety-seven dollars. No information on worldwide or rentals, so it's safe to say this wasn't a blockbuster. Unfortunately, Uh, directed by Paul Golding, he also did Herbie—not the actual movie Herbie, but a short film called Herbie for Disney. So it was the Herbie character, which is basically just Bumblebee from Transformers, I guess, and he doesn't transform. Uh, with a different paint job. Uh, he also, Paul Golding also wrote it. He also wrote Beat Street, which is not a porn. Uh, cinematography, however, was by Peter Lyons Collister. And I mentioned him because he's done a lot. And the cinematography in this film was actually probably one of the best things about it. Different. Oh, and directed. Oh, Herbie was also a three minute short, 1966. Paul Golding is also credited as directing and writing it. With George Lucas, <laughs> go to the trivia on that. There's got to be a. St- they have to like that say why this happened. There. I mean, '66. That's when Lucas, you know, maybe still in film school. I mean, maybe even, it was something so. for the parks. Could have been. Three minutes it short. would have been for Disneyland. Who made a oh. uh, USC film school? Okay. Well, Goldie and Lucas. One of these is not like the other. <laughs> yeah. One would go on to great stardom and billions of dollars. The other I mean, will George Lucas never be <laughs> mentioned again, except on podcasts like this. Uh, but anyway, Peter Lance Collister, I mentioned him, cinematographer. He did Deuce Bigelow, Rob Schneider's only and best film, uh, or only good film, and, and obviously because it's his only good one to me, it's his best one. Uh, Mr. Deeds, Master of Disguise. Uh, so he basically did the rounds of all the SNL alums when they tried to do solo movies. Uh, Problem Child, Halloween 4, and not the first, not the last time you'll hear me mention a Sega CD game, but uh, he also did, was a cinematography for the FMV classic question mark ground zero texas which is one of those typical uh sega cd games super grainy fmv video where uh you know your tiny little you know back then your tvs were 480i but this was a maybe a 240 by one 100 piece of video that was then blown up all right so that horrible graininess bad (laughs) acting all that kind of fun stuff that defined the sega cd (laughs) especially when it came out uh, the music, also worth noting on this film, very good music, very atmospheric, fit the tone of the movie perfectly, was by Jay Ferguson. He also did License to Drive, Elm Street 5, and again, speaking of the Sega CD, Sewer Shark, Ooh. which was the pack-in game for uh, the Sega CD for a time there. And I always remember that one because it always start because you, you die you have one life. You hit the wall, you take a wrong turn, you're dead, start all the way over. <laughs> it's, so, it always, yeah, so you see the beginning cinematic like a million times. It's like, let's see if you're good enough, dog meat. And then you go in the in the sewers, hitting left or right or up or down and not crashing into the walls. So, yeah, the age of FMV video games was uh, short-lived, thankfully. Although the, I don't know if it was the first, but probably the most infamous one, Night Trap, was actually re-released in high def uh, last year at some point because uh, I bought it, excited for it. Like, oh, yeah, like an HD remake a night or not a version of night trap hell yeah looked great looked fantastic played it for 10 minutes like okay yeah this is why this is why i didn't like it to begin (laughs) but of course night trap has its own all kind of controversy on that so just uh wikipedia for the story on that because night trap came out in 92 i believe and this is 80s revisited right anyway uh starring mr whoa himself joey lawrence as david of course blossom oliver and oliver and company for disney uh, he he had some sitcom with uh, Clarissa explains it. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, it was Clarissa explains it all. Was it? Mm-mm, that wasn't him. Oh, I don't know. But now that you <laughs> mention it, though, that that dude, the, uh, the dude that would crawl through a window, did, does kind of have a Joey I mean, Lawrence. I think they all tried to aesthetic. look like him at least. Probably for sure. Are oh, you talking about Melissa and Joey, the older uh, version? That, oh, there you go. Yeah. She's God. Clarissa grew up pretty nice. <laughs> She can explain some things to me. Anyway, mm. uh, uh, sorry, uh, Cliff Young. Everybody who hears my voice right now, if you've seen a movie, you've probably seen Cliff Young. if you saw his picture. This dude, he always, he's, he's a bit parts in so many things. Little, you know, character actor, 
and obviously rode that his whole career. Uh, but he was all, he was billing this. He was all most notably uh, worth mentioning. I should say for him, however, is that he starred in the sequel to the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Shock Treatment, because they couldn't get Susan Sarandon back or Barry Boswick. So he replaced Barry Boswick as Brad in Shock Treatment. But also, in terms of the 80s, he was also the dad in Flight of the Navigator, where I think most people would probably recognize him from. Uh, and he was also in Glory, the Matthew Broderick, Denzel Washington, uh, Edwards Wick uh, Civil War film from the 80s, with a fantastic, speaking of scores, a uh, fantastic score as well. Roxanne Hart. H-A-R-T, spelled like the Hart family in wrestling. Uh, she was the wife, or stepmom, Ellen. Uh, she was also in Highlander, licensed to wed, and I believe a recurring character in the uh, one of the in the wave post-ER uh, mm. influx of TV shows taking place in hospitals, uh, primetime Hospital television dramas. shows taking place in hospitals, Chicago Hope. Uh, let's see, Matthew Lawrence, of course, Joey's little brother, was played his neighbor, who's not related to his character in this film, although... They're brothers, and they look exactly alike. There's even a scene where Matthew Lawrence is like, who, who, where's your dad? Where's your mom? I'm like, y'all got the same one. <laughs> but uh, not, notwithstanding, he plays Stevie. Uh, of course, he was mainly in Mrs. Doubtfire, or most notably, for me at least, Mrs. Doubtfire, in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, let's see, uh, Charles Tyner is the old man who, in the intro, you heard him. He was also in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and also Cool Hand Luke. He's an older gentleman, older actor. Uh, no longer with us, died last year, as a matter of fact, the age of 92, so he had a nice long life. But he was a character actor as well, has a lot of TV, one episode type things. Well, excuse me. Yeah, mostly in the 80s. I just like to look at the 80s stuff, oh. and it's usually nothing that we've looked at, mostly TV. Yeah, Dukes of Hazard, one episode. Oh, Little House on the Prairie, former host Daniel Santangelo would be <laughs> ecstatic about that and could probably tell us the exact episode that was. He was an evil speak, if anyone out there really cheesy too knows when you anything about that. that. But yeah, for the most part, unknown. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Dennis Redfield was Pete. He was also in Fatal Vision. Redfield. <laughs> Redfield. Almost. Uh, and Problem <laughs> Child. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, there's really beyond... Basically, character actors, there's nobody of note in this film. No kidding. Uh, let's see. Robert Romanus was Paul. He was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Fame. So he's got a couple of 80s films to his credit, but these are like, you know, these aren't big roles in these films. They're like one step above man in car number two. He was in Fame, but he is not famous. Exactly. Oh, the irony in there. <laughs> uh, Michael Ryder, cool name. Uh, he was the foreman. He was also in Roadhouse and a lot of, uh, again, like most of these people, one episode of one episode of certain TV shows. Although he looks so familiar. When I saw his picture on him, he was like, God, I've seen this guy in something. It he had attended to be Roadhouse. Juilliard as a member of the legendary Group 4 with classmates Robin Williams and Christopher Reeve. Mm. So, yeah, he has some notable friends Two of there. those is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they don't even mention the third guy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, and, and I would be remiss not to mention... The brilliant policeman number two, Tim Russ, because uh, he was Tuvok in Voyager. Uh, he was also in Spaceballs, and he's the, he does a lot of video game voice work. So he's definitely uh, recognizable, to me at least. Uh, mm. So, But yeah, he was just like a five-second kind of role where their uh, cops first pull up to the house in the beginning of the film. He so. was Joseph Gunslinger Joe Stallion in Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Ooh, let's not talk about that overrated <laughs> piece of shit game. <laughs> He was Lancer, er, Lancer Captain Kells in Fallout 4. I don't remember that character at all. Oh, he was in Sharknator 3. Yeah, he was so, Elder Scrolls Online. He's still working. Additional voices. So he was like a, Ugh! Yeah. Yeah! Get in there! Those kind of, <laughs> look out! There he is. <laughs> I took an arrow in the knee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, Black Panther, Ultimate Alliance 2, which is odd because, or coincidental because your wife... Recently, was trying to sell a copy of that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's true. So, if you want, need a copy of Ultimate Alliance 2, agevisitgmail.com. Xbox 360. Yeah, I might be able to hook you up. Yeah. Uh, those used to be really hard to, or like worth a good chunk because they didn't make them anymore because the license ran out with Marvel and that whatever company developer made them. Yeah. So, they used to go for a pretty penny. Yeah. Like, but then they released the digital. The new, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, that kills. Well, if you want a copy of it, it, leave us a review. <laughs> and, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. And, and send us an email. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, this film, as I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the episode, was requested a long time ago in a galaxy very, very near by our friend across the pond, UK Lee, 
And he always said, oh, I, want, uh, this, I saw this movie as a kid. I want you to I love it. I want you to watch it. Let me know what you think. I had never heard of it uh, at all. Of course, then knowing that Joey Lawrence was in it really didn't do anything for me. But, but knowing that Cliff DeYoung, great character actor, was in it, I immediately had to watch it. Uh, just kidding. Sorry, Cliff. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, this I enjoyed this film. After watching, it took me a while to kind of track it down, but it is on YouTube for like two bucks or whatever, and then Amazon and HD for like four ninety nine or something. Mm. Uh, it is you can watch it on YouTube, but it is so zoomed in you can basically it's like zoomed in, but also recorded on a <laughs> tube television maybe with all the dot like the the dots or something. I have no clue, and it's it's not worth it. It, it gave me a headache after five minutes, and I had to turn it oh, off. Oh wow! Uh, that was one reason why I haven't reviewed it sooner. Uh, yeah, but uh, watching this film, it's it does it does a lot of things really good. Uh, it ha- like uh, like so many other movies we grew up on with the '80s. This one had, did a great job of kind of capturing uh, sort of the mindset of how a kid would react to this kind of thing. Typical, you know, typical story. The kid has this idea of what's going on. None of the adults believe him. Kind of you know tr- trope for you know. I mean that's what it is. Let's be honest. It's a trope in movies. Uh, but you know he's he, the kid's the only one putting the pieces together, figuring out what's happening. Uh, but it really captures that kind of aspect really well. Uh, the thing that really just kind of holds this film back from being like really good uh, is just I mean the direction's amateur. I say amateur, but I mean it's not it's not that good. Uh, better actors, some tightening up of the script, and you would you could have had a really tense thriller. There's some good tense moments in it where I was like, oh, it's like oh, I found myself enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that like oh I didn't enjoy it. I mean I did enjoy this film, but like oh I was into I was into it. I guess would be a better way to put it. But I mean you got it's just it's just, it's the it's the it does a good job of kind of the finer thing so to speak, but the main components of you know what separates a good film from a great film are what holds this film back for me. Even watch it, but again I'm watching it thirty years later. Yeah, twenty yeah thirty years later, pretty much March tenth, almost to the day. Well, not to the day, but. Within yeah. a month uh, of the day, thirty years literally uh, from when it came out. That's why we did it, Lee. We were waiting, for, you know, for the thirtieth anniversary <laughs> of Pulse. I was hoping a thirtieth yeah. anniversary Blu-ray would come out with a whole bunch of uh, background stuff, since there's really not much on it. But anyway, uh, one thing that's I really have to commend this film for: a, the uh, the score is really good. It's got a very Carpenter-esque uh, synthesizer '80s kind of score to it, which is really good. And then. Uh, the micro photography in this film where it's inside the appliances, like mm-hmm. with the uh, transistors and everything and like uh, connections melting and reforming, all that is excellent. And again, it's 1988. It's practical that we're, you're looking at real things happening on screen. There's no CG, obviously. Uh, all that, like all that photography in the film when like the pulse is doing things, is really, really good. They do kind of show an excessive amount of it. But it's good. <laughs> I mean, it, it's good. Like, this footage is great. We got to use it. We got to use every second of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it just doesn't get to that level. Like, there, there's a lot of potential here. Like, if they remade this with, you know, some people of note in terms of in production and, like, you could have, there, there's a good base here to make, this is something that we're like uh, a thing or the fly situation from the 80s, like, you know, oh, we're, I'm going to remake the thing from another world, but make it fucking awesome, John Carpenter. I'm going to remake The Fly, and make it really terrifying, Cronenberg. Uh, and th- I mean, again, I think uh, go to the IMDb. I want to say this is PG. Hmm. I'm, I'm, pr- oh, I don't even want to say that because I ain't like I saw any. Th- you don't really see ratings anymore when you, uh, when you're watching stuff online. Usually PG-13. Okay, there is a nipple in here. Oh, so that was unexpected and. Appreciate it. Uh, Joey Lawrence nipple? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, but uh, the stepmom, uh, what was her name? Roxanne Hart. Oh. In the shower, spoiler alert, Roxanne gets Hart? scalded in the shower. shower. Uh, oh, that's that's the end of her? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, like, okay. Again, this is uh, skipping to the, I didn't, actually, I didn't write it. Uh, there's only one murder, or only one person dies in this quote unquote horror film, ah. uh, and it's off screen. So. But there's like scalding effects, and you know, there's some blood in it, which I imagine what gave it the PG-13. Because there's no like, you know, f bombs or anything that I can remember that stood out. Uh, but it's, you know, it's just, it's it's a shame, really, because you really had a lot of things in place to where this could have been a classic, like an what a, oh yeah, Pulse from the '80s. 
man, that movie's awesome. A lot of that, a lot of those things are here. And uh, and honestly, I think this is that's one of the biggest compliments I can give this film because a, we're watching a film that's thirty years old. B for the first time. C, it's not crap to me. I, th- I mean, there's so. If I had seen this as a kid, I probably would have been like freaked out anytime I heard like you know uh, an electrical <laughs> electrical humming. yeah because I I think like seeing this when you're young would have that a, a much better effect on it because again you relate to Joy Joy Lawrence none of the parents believe him the stepmom's the only one that's eventually comes to sort of believe him and of course she almost gets taken out uh, but it just needs some fine tuning on like the you know the on all aspects of the production for the most part except you know the music's fine cinematography's not terrible and again like the close Excuse me. All the close-up stuff inside the appliances is really top-notch. Hmm. Really, really like just good. It's it's good uh, good work in that regard. But of course, that's not the movie. <laughs> so that's merely the effect happening. And I like. It. There's no explanation why, why this. Po- there's no like shot of a UFO crashing or a meteorite right. going over a power plant or a robot doing something or it taking control. Is. It's it's just you can't explain it. So major points for that. They don't ever try to explain. It's just it's in the it's in the wires. Live right. off the grid. Mm. You know, it's a cautionary tale for being dependent on electricity <laughs> of sorts. But yeah, I mean, again, not terrible, not great. But if you see it on TV or whatever, or if you like, you know, an '80s thriller, it's worth watching for sure. Uh, I'm glad, UK Lee. I'm glad you recommended it. Uh, I'm glad I watched it. Well, I watch it again. Probably not. Yeah. But it was it you know for that hour and a half, it was you know it was a movie I wish again I wish I would have seen in the age. Here's a shower scene. Yeah. But the way this is zoomed in, we might not get anything. I mean, if the showers, you know, if it's a gas water heater, how does the pulse work? <laughs> oh, it's it's electrical because they they show it like you'll see it like it shows, uh, uh, you know it it like going in and the pulse flipping the switch to the hot water and making it like I gotcha. like I night gotcha. you know. Much hotter than it should be, and here's some of the macro photography, micro photography. Uh, but there's stuff earlier where it's inside a VCR or a uh, what is it? A, th- a thermostat, excuse me, and it's just like that. Actually, looks like a gas. <laughs> looks like my hot water heater from my old house, which wasn't gas. Uh, okay, but again, I'm no expert on water heaters, so <laughs> very well could be. It has that exhaust on the top. Mm. Which maybe they all have that. I mean, the one, new one I got. Well, the, they, it. well they, it's funny you mention that because they do say that this house has gas. Because they the pul- the, I'll say the pulse right. nearly kills Joey Lawrence in a garage by snapping a gas line, mm-hmm. heating it up with the electricity, and then causing it to crack, to leak, and stopping it. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, this is terrifying. You're in a glass shower, so you, you know it's that situation where, like, okay, do I get burned a little, or do I like actually just bust through this glass and possibly? I think that was the nipple. No, it's when she like falls. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, you just switch it to cold and you'll be fine. But like, they show her like grabbing it and it's not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, so well, that makes no sense because that's all plumbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the pulse short, it melted, it melted it or something. It's oh. <laughs> everything's connected to the wires. But, uh, you know, and Joey Lawrence, you know, of course, Blossom. Whoa. I mean, as a kid actor, he's not bad. Uh, you know, there's no real, I have no real problem with him. I don't have a problem with any of the acting in here, but it's very basic. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean it's, you know, nothing extraordinary. Yeah, there's a reason that when you watch, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. When you watch anything with Marky Mark in it, no matter if it's All the Money in the World or Transformers, it's just like yeah, it's Marky Mark. Yeah. You know, there's no depth here. There's not. There's there's no substance to this performance. That my opinion. What? No. But then you know you watch Ed Harris on Westworld or. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Ed Harris, Hugh Jackman, and something. Yeah, Ed Harris, and anything. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's something in even if it's a made-for-TV movie or made-for-Netflix movie or whatever. I mean, there's just something there that's not there in a lot of other actors or actresses. There's and that to me, like, and that's the case with every actor in this film. No offense to anybody out there, but there's you know everybody thinks they can act for the most part. I don't need any training. I can act. I just gotta pretend I'm sad. And yeah. everybody's done that. I'm so. I mean, I'm I'm 99 sure that if some people know they can't. Yeah, some people do for sure. Uh, you know, but a, it's a craft that a lot of people I think take for granted. Terms of oh, anybody can do it. That's because you see people like Mark Wahlberg doing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I digress. I think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, but there's there's a clear difference there between like what I would say a real actor, like what what a performance. 
Right. I don't ever see myself saying that about anything Marky Mark's in. True. Or uh, Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> or uh, speaking of TV show uh, duos. Uh, You're playing Chris what? O'Donnell listening. He's like, hey. He like we just <laughs> like, we literally watched the subscribers hey. go like minus one. Thing. <laughs> Chris, no, come uh. back. Uh, oh, what's L.O. Cool J. You know, there's no, yeah. there's nothing there. He's there because of his name. He will always be licking his lips and yeah, touching rubbing his, his hands. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. you killed my bird. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I, I, I take it back. L.O. Cool J. did do a did differentiate from his persona in Deep Blue Sea. I'll mm. give him that. He was very, he 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 did something with that character, and that I'll give him that. Except for the song at the end about his head being a shark's fin, which is still one of the most ridiculous... If I had an album of the most ridiculous songs ever written, that would be on there. Absolutely. Deepest, bluest, my head is like a shark's fin. So dumb. Yeah, because his head isn't like a shark's fin. It's just dumb. God, it's dumb. I'm sorry. (laughs) That song is so stupid. Sorry. (sighs) But yeah, overall, I would definitely recommend Pulse if you're a fan of, you know... Kids 80s movies in the vein of Stand By Me, Monster Squad. This is not in the same league, but it's like a B team to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, again, it, it has a, I want to reiterate that, it, it, it's a, it does a good job of capturing that latchkey kid from the 80s that a lot of us kind of were growing up then, like you're home alone, something weird's happening, your parents don't believe you, oh yeah, whatever. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, it's okay, sweetie, just go to bed. I'm not sleeping in this house, mom. <laughs> you're going to bed, sweetie, you know, it's like... All that kind of stuff. It does a good job of that. Uh, And again, it's a 30-year-old movie, so you also got to cut it some slack. But uh, I went into it just knowing that UK Lee thought it was great, one of his favorites as a kid, which that that gives me nothing because I don't, I've, you know, maybe one day UK Lee will will tilt back a pint in a pub and have some fish and chips. uh, (laughs) At the the first and only meeting of the 80s Revisited UK fan club with you and Pete, uh, (laughs) president and vice president, as we mentioned before. Got to recruit some members. For sure, uh, but uh, just a few little bits of trivia on this film because again, this is this is a film that most people probably have not seen, Un- understandably so. I can see why, but again, this is one that could work, could definitely work, could be redone. And there is a modern, a more m- modern series called Pulse, and it does have something to do with stuff and electricity. However, like I couldn't find any verification that it has anything related or a remake of this or not. So I wasn't wasting my time watching a movie called Pulse that I'd never heard of before that was made in the 2000s because that's pretty much already a kiss of death mm. in terms of uh, is it any good. But anyway, uh, the film was completed one day early on principal shooting and a million dollars under its $6 million budget. Okay, well, according to the trivia on IMDb and its estimated $6 million budget on IMDb, it was actually estimated $5 million. Oh. So IMDb just self-corrected itself, thanks gotcha. to me. Uh, when Joey Lawrence came in to read for the lead role, his parents suggested to uh, the writer and director, Paul Golding, who is not George Lucas, that he should consider casting Lawrence's <laughs> younger brother, Matthew Lawrence, in the smaller part of Neighbor Stevie. Matthew was cast as Stevie after he nailed Stevie's curbside speech as audition. So, good for you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, strangely enough, this, this could have made this film like much more interesting. Uh, David Morse, uh, speaking of Ed Harris, he played with Ed Harris on the rock, in The Rock, uh, great actor, David Morse, uh, and Tommy Lee Jones both auditioned for the role of Bill. So I seen Tommy Lee Jones in that role would have been a little something. That's my Tommy yeah. Lee Jones. Sorry, everybody. Uh, so you did have two, again, Cliff DeYoung, you're that supporting actor. You, I'm sure you know your place in Hollywood after all these years. I know. But I mean, Tommy Lee Jones, David Morse, those are, those what I, those are actors that I, I've seen performances out of. Yeah. For sure. That could have taken up could the quality of this classic. Film. Quite possibly, for sure. Uh, earlier titles for this film were House, no, because you already had House, <laughs> and House 2 by this time, I believe, Tracked and Currents. Tracked, uh, maybe Currents, I'm, I immediately think of an ocean movie. Currents. Like, don't go Currents, yeah. don't go in the water. Huh. I can't fight the current. I think they picked the right one. <laughs> There's a sentient current out there, and I'm going to stop it, says Marky Mark. There's a wave. Oh, wait, there's another one. <laughs> Get out of the water. Yeah. They found like a dead shark. Like, what did this? No predator in the sea did this. It's almost like the shark was drowned in the water. Oh, no. Like a, some sort of reverse current. Mm. <coughs> yeah, oh, I don't think that'll, that'll work. Yeah, I ain't going <laughs> to swim. I need some water. Jeez, it's like the perfect a... storm wave. <laughs> uh, Score-wise, I'll give it a seven. Uh, 
No, no, let me take it back. I'll give it a six point. I'll give it a six. There's a lot of good here, but there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't work. Again, if I had, I, I this is one I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that had I seen it as a child in the eight, in '88 when it came out, I probably would be like, oh, that movie was so creepy. I probably would have a much, a very, a more nostalgic take on it. I can definitely see that, that how that would play into this. But watching it for the first time, it's nothing special. But it is. Again, this is about this is a podcast where we revisit the '80s, a decade that is pretty much probably one of the biggest ones in terms of pop culture and history for sure. Uh, and this is just something that you know, if this came out in the '70s, it probably would have been a bigger deal because you didn't have so much much stuff like this. But it came out near the end of the '80s, where you know you've had all your John Carpenter films, you've had your Ridley Scott films, you've had you know the Star Wars trilogy was done at this time. You had you know. Uh, Willow and other fantasy type stuff, and uh, Stand by Me by this time and all that. So this isn't just this wasn't something that audiences were probably maybe necessarily looking for. But uh, I wish I could find some info on the rentals because I'd be I'm willing to bet it made more in rentals than it did in the theater for sure. Uh, but still wasn't a success. Yeah. But again, however, definitely worth watching. But it's uh, I'm trying to think of. It's a theme that, uh, you know, this film's been ripped off. I mean, I can't think of one maybe before it, but, I mean, after it, you always had this other movie called Pulse, but there was a movie in the 90s, I want to say, called Ghost in the Machine, which dealt with, which was sort of like Shocker, which, oh, there's another one, Shocker, but mm. I think Shocker was early 90s, maybe. Uh, but, you know, it's with, to deal with the, that, but Shocker and Ghost in the Machine both dealt with, like, serial killers somehow being <laughs> inside the, the wires as opposed Lawn to just. Lawnmower Man. Yeah, which, <laughs> I love that movie. I'm not saying it's a good movie, but the ending of Lawnmower Man, when I watched it as a kid, I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> With all the phones Lawnmower ringing. Man 2. No, okay, no, that one is utter shit. <laughs> that one is so bad. I remember watching Lawnmower Man 2 and just being like, wow, this is so bad. And, and also, speaking of Lawnmower Man, I remember watching Lawnmower Man thinking, I can't wait till video games get like this. And now it's like the graphics are so much better. Right. But there's, you know, we're, we barely have VR. And like when we still don't have it in the sense of how the lawnmower man had it with the bike, you know, they had the actual machines, right. and the, 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 uh, spinning things and all that kind of stuff. But lawnmower man is the first one is for sure. A guilty pleasure for me. I love that movie. Pierce Brosnan had a 4.4 and lawnmower man two has a 2.4. Now <coughs> that is nuts. Excuse me. Now I I've read the short story. So anybody like, how can you like the lawnmower man? It's not nothing like the, the short story. Yeah, it is nothing like the short story because the short story is super fucked up. And gross, but uh, what they did with the movie, they, they didn't. Ha- they they definitely didn't have to call it Stephen King's Lawnmower Man because it has nothing in comparison to that except mm. that he mows the lawn, that Joe mows lawns. But in uh, the lawnmower attacking somebody, I believe. <laughs> but uh, like I like Lawnmower Man, that, but I digress. That's ninety two, so that's it for that one. This one, but uh, anyway, uh, back to the future. Got a lot to catch up on. It's been two weeks. We've had a lot of people die mm. since we recorded last. Uh, Arlie Army, Arlie Army died. Who died before him? Somebody big, because it was like it was you know the curse of three. No, Art Bell died. Uh, was a big Art Bell fan. Uh, he died, and then Arlie Army died, and then somebody else. Was it a was it a female that died recently too? Man, if only you took notes for these things. <laughs> well, I did. I just didn't. I wrote this a week ago because I thought I had a, a two-day sickness and not a week-long uh, bout oh of the flu. God. So many people died that were insignificant. Just go to the of. end of April, like the very end of the oh month. Oh, my gosh. Um, there's, uh, and there's somebody else notable of the 80s that I'm missing. Oh, and la- uh, last week, uh, the dude that played Toxie in the Toxic Avenger died. Oh, bummer. So, uh, Let's see. Who, who was I thinking of? Because, you know, it's the, they always say the curse of three. I mean, this is a thorough list, so it's like... Yeah, like, I mean, of course we know a lot of people died. Yes. It's like, give me the big oh, one. Go to the 13th, because that's when Art Bell died. Here we go. Notable. Let's Notable. go with that one, because <laughs> this was showing us everyone. Like, yeah, this guy that lived in your Every, town died. This former prime minister of Botswana. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who that is. Let's see. Uh, There's somebody really big I, I can't, I'm missing here. Do you know who it is? Write us in. They're screaming it right now, but I can't, thanks to the pulse, I can't hear you. Well, yeah, well internet isn't giving it a. God, it, it really wants you to subscribe to this site, though. That's plagiarizing. Giving us nothing. A oh, BC. Bruno San Martino passed or, away. 
the longest reigning uh, WWF at that time, or I'm not sure what it was, but uh, I think he had the longest title reign of any uh, any re- any wrestler, if I'm not mistaken. I very well could be. I know it's easy. Uh, I think he did. Pretty sure. I don't think it's been beaten yet. And now that he's passed away, it probably won't. But yeah, anyway. But there was a rash of deaths. Yeah. <laughs> like, since we've been off the air. <laughs> I was trying uh, to look it up, sick. but it just didn't work. It's just not Probably because I typed in 2017. Oh, maybe that, yeah. <laughs> that could be it. That, that definitely could be it. Oh, Vernon Troyer died. That's not yeah. who I was thinking of. God, there was some other, what I would say, like, oh, man, like, you know, that made me, like, pause. Like, oh, it sucks. Oh, well, Barbara Bush. That, that, that's the big female one I was thinking of was Barbara Bush. Was it? Yeah, because I knew a, a very was notable it? female passed away, and it was... Uh, her. Mm. Oh, Harry. That's it. Harry it was Harry Anderson. Anderson. I was that. Yeah. Night Court. I watched the reruns of Night Court all the time. I have all the I seasons on digital, and which I watched it when it was on back, way back. Oh, me in too. The day. And always yeah. loved it then. And you know, it, I think I want to say it was in that kind of same block where like maybe it was Cheers, and then Night Court came on after it or something like yeah. that. And Cheers still a fantastic show, but always, always just Night Night Court as a kid and as an a uh, Night Court had that dual appe- appealing. A dual ability to appeal to a kid, like kids watching it because you had Harry Anderson all his magic and silly goofball stuff with Bull, and then you also had you know the very very adult and risque humor from Dan and uh, Christine and all that kind of stuff. So very great show, and that and that was just out of nowhere. You know, it's just like well, there goes any uh, any chance for a Night Court reunion. Yeah, you know, it's and like because he wasn't that old. Yeah, he really wasn't. Absolute shame. And he was like, I mean, he was a skilled magic, like he was an actual magician. And speaking of Cheers, he guested on Cheers before Night Court as, you know, just a con man called Harry. Uh, so that was, that really shocked me. Because, uh, again, just, you know, somebody you really don't think of, you, I say take for granted, but ain't like I met the guy and knew the guy. Uh, but just like, oh, wow, it sucks. I mean, because he was only, what, 65. I mean, that's that's young. Mm-hmm. You know, when, uh, it, you know, he was, uh, beep, beep, he was Richie. And, yeah, I think it was Richie. Yeah, Richie. Yeah, it's on. Because I had to be up. So definitely a sad, sad loss. And of course, again, Arlie Army, I mean, one of the most iconic roles of the 80s in uh, Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket, Gunnery Sergeant Hartman. Mm. Well, so that was very, very sad. But uh, also, since we've uh, recorded, seen a shit ton of movies, uh, some of which will be covered on the podcast in the coming weeks, depending on when Baby Harris arrives. Uh, but of course, Infinity War, Jesse, we talked earlier today, you've seen it. So if you haven't seen Infinity War, some spoilers might slip out. Yep. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I had a great time. I had a smile on my face from beginning to end. No yeah. tears. Keep your attention if you've watched the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what's going on. Now, I did not watch Black Panther yet. Didn't make a difference. It Except the Wakanda. I mean, that's... There were know. a few, th- like... I was like, why is this suit purple? Oh, yeah. Is that explained? Well, it's in the it's in the movie. And, it's in, <laughs> and Black Panther me, it is? Oh, okay. You know, when... Uh, oh, oh, a new Captain America or a new Iron Man, this, you know, they get that suit upgrade so it's not the same... Okay. Uh, typical. I mean, there's, but it's explained in the movie. I got you. Uh, and of course, uh, Denai Guar. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Uh, Michonne. Yeah. Of course, she went. She wasn't in any other. She was in Black Panther, but she was in Infinity War. But yeah, I just see all these. You know, some of the memes from Infinity War are obviously better than <laughs> so much. Uh, I just love how they have the. Uh, oh, it's all, went down point three. Uh oh. All the, uh, all the memes of just different people fading away. Mm-hmm. In other movies and stuff like that, oh, yeah. but it's just like, you know, I understand what I mean. Great movie, enjoyed it, but all the people fading away. It's like, like we talked about Jesse, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, right. Quote air quotes. Black Panther's dead. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Your biggest solo superhero movie is quote unquote dead. Right. He won't be back. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Oh, Spider Man two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's. Aw. He's dead. Um, I mean, people are legitimately sad. Like, like you know, the I meme- can't understand for the ones that died before that, though. <laughs> like Loki, you think he's coming back? Okay, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. If they can bring everybody else back, that means yeah, they- why would they just not bring back spoilers for the yeah, second time? You're done. <laughs> so get no more blame. Then you can bring back Gamora, Heimdall, Loki, Vision. There's no I reason. I expected Heimdall to leave because he was sick of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, I hate dressing up like a superhero. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the same time, they weren't a victim of the fade, I would call it, of the and, uh, snapping of the fingers. I mean, and so I can see, I mean, we know for a fact everybody who got snapped out of existence is coming back. 
But I mean, in the comic, they basically trick Thanos into undoing. Or I'm trying to remember because I know Nebula gets the gauntlet at some point in the comic. In the original Infinity, it's been so long since I read it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they basically undo everything. Mm. But I mean, everybody's alive again. I mean, how do you know? I mean, Star Lord knows that Gamora's dead. Yeah. Thor knows that his brother's dead and all these other people are dead. So that's just the thing. Like, you know, you go in this week, oh, so people are going to die. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting, like, okay, some per, you know, capital D, yeah. like death. I would not be surprised if everybody's alive at the end of Infinity War 2 or Avengers oh, uh, wow. 4. I expect some people to leave um, after the time gem is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Somehow, you know. Something. Some way they can't take it back, but, like, I'm just waiting for Robert Downey Jr. to go. Cause, or maybe they'll just pocket him. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Because, and this is one of my biggest beefs with comics these days, is that, you know, it was, it was awesome when there was one Spider-Man. It was awesome when there was one Thor, when yeah. there was one Captain America, one, uh, I said Spider-Man already, uh, one Wolverine. Now there's, like, fucking four Wolverines. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> like, you, you take, when... Okay, it's strange that they're Wolverines. I can understand like a masked superhero. It's easier to switch. Yeah, like like for example, Spider Man. Like with Miles Morales, they explain it well. Okay, that one makes sense. But now we have to have Gwen Stacy, alternate reality Spider Gwen. Then you have to have uh, Spider. You already got Spider Woman, but now let's have this new character called Silk. You need another fucking Spider character. No, you don't. You have Spider Man. And then it's just like we need Spider Man. No, we don't. We got eighteen other people with the exact same power set that can come help right. us out. And then Wolverine, you had the original Wolverine, who was, of course, again, comic death, quote unquote, which, and so then you have old man Logan. Mm-hmm. So you have the older version of an alternate reality Wolverine. You have X-23, which is fine because that's a clone. Okay, you have one di- You have one more. Okay, totally cool with that. X-23 is a cool character because the story for her is good. But then you have Wolverine's son, Dakin. Same thing, healing factor and claws. <laughs> now you, and now, I don't even know how, I don't know how this happened because I, I don't read all the X-Men books uh, but now, like, there's a younger version of Wolverine, and they just call him Jimmy. And he's, he's Wolverine. He's like, what? The, why? Popped out of nowhere. Why do you have, like, what is the point of this? It makes no sense. It, ugh. You need, all you need is, one, you know, one or two Hulks. You know, She-Hulk, Hulk, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman though, does have different power set than Spider-Man, so it makes sense. You need Wolverine, X-23, Sabretooth, Lady Deathstrike. That's enough characters with fucking claws and healing factors. You don't need a bajillion of them. It's just, it's just so fucking cheap. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, I don't like that. It, I, it just, and I mean, have, because Wolverine two, doesn't really represent anything. Yeah, I mean, he's supposed to be unique. That's why he's like such a cool character. But I mean, he's not like the icon of the city or anything. So who cares if there's another one? Like Spider Man, yeah, he could be New York's hero. Mm-hmm. So maybe if he's done, maybe another one has to step up just to keep it up. But Wolverine, he doesn't represent anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see like, that point. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. But I mean, it's just it's so dumb that there's it's the same character, like it's it's cheap. It is absolutely just cheap writing and cheap ideas to not do something unique. Again, X23, that's unique. She-Hulk, she had a blood transfusion from Bruce Banner. Makes sense. She's and she's a lawyer and when she, and you know, so there, there's a different dynamic in the story you're telling. You're not just making her a girl for girl's sake, or you're mm-hmm. not just making them a boy for boy's sake, or whatever you're doing. You're making it unique. A lot of our pe- uh, uh, at least a couple of our friends I know that read comics didn't like Jane Foster being Thor because they just don't like Jane Foster. But it was it was fantastic because uh, I think I mentioned before she had cancer, so she's getting chemo and all of a sudden you got to save the world. Well, uh, changing into Thor purges your body of you know like not disease but you know the chemotherapy it basically erased her chemotherapy but it doesn't attack the cancer because your cancer is biological and part of you so she's basically undoing all of her chemotherapy every time she turned into thor that is a dynamic motive for storytelling mm. like they're like you can't do the fair the lady jane you cannot turn into thor we can handle this of course it turns into thor yeah you know I mean, it goes without saying and again, again, yeah, I know these are comic books, but again, we don't need a t- 50 Wolverines. We don't need 10 Spider-Man. We don't need 14, 14 Hulks. Oh, oh, and then they now, now they jump the shark, which I'm surprised they didn't get here sooner, but the combining of superhero powers, there's now a Weapon H who is a Hulk with claws. What, why? Why? Why do you even have that? Why is that needed? Yeah, and uh, here, it was called uh, Wolverage. Mm-hmm. This, but that was actually from a comic line right. where a lot of characters got infected, or I say infected, but became 
hulked out, hulked out heroes or something was the yeah, name of it. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, but this is an actual character that was crossbred or genetically altered with Hulk DNA and Wolverine's DNA. So he he is a Hulk, but he also has claws. It's fucking stupid. Then what? He's gonna get a motorcycle and become possessed by Zarathos and like have a flaming skull too and be Ghost Rider Hulk. Irene. I mean, that's that's so. Oh, it's just so dumb. It's so stupid. There's so much creativity in this world, and like, in these mass media things. There, he, there he is, right there. It's fucking dumb. Like, Weapon really? H. It just looks like he's just the Hulk with claws. Adamantium. Like, who can stop that? Who can fucking stop that? Irene oh, and the Hulk together. Yeah, we got to team up. I mean, then it's, then it becomes a Terminator. You know, uh, what's the one for? You know. Oh, the older model's always yeah, the best. Exactly. Why don't we ever make anything above the T-800? Because the originals are going to do it. Like, no, that's honestly, that's not how the world works. The newer ones should be kicking the old one's ass. <laughs> the T-1000 should never have lost to the T-800. That was a fluke. But then, of course, the T-800 defeats the T-1 million in Terminator 2, Battle Across Time, the real Terminator 3. <laughs> or Terminator 2.5, if you want to put it. But, uh, yeah, anyway, we're talking about Infinity War, I think. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's right. Yeah, it's just, I mean, great. Had a great time. Worth the hype. Looked great. Well acted. It's a fun, fun time. Yeah. Enjoyed it. But there's no stakes. There's no stakes. Yeah. It doesn't go too I, deep. There's nothing. I'm not worried about anybody. Like the whole, now again, quite possibly the people who didn't get snapped might still be dead. But I don't think so. Because we know they're going to make a Guardians 3. They're just not going to have Gamora. The only female, well, oh, Mantis now. But I mean, she's a big character in that in that in the comic. Yeah. I mean, she was a Guardian of the Galaxy long before Star Lord was. Yeah. Her and Dra- and it it really pissed me off. In or I didn't see the logic in it. But I'm sure. Again, I'm not one of the Rousseau brothers. But why does Drax disappear? Like he should be there to fight Thanos because that's like his his entire character arc in Guardians of the Galaxy. I must kill Thanos because he killed my wife. And now there's no chance of that happening. Unless they bring every... If, Unless they all come back before that. Exactly. But here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Thanos is, you know, super, is a powerful character no matter what. But with the Infinity Gauntlet, if he doesn't have the gauntlet anymore and somebody else has it, he's slim pickings. Whoever has the gauntlet, right. you know, so they have to bring everybody back, destroy the gauntlet, and then, like, then they all physically just fight Thanos. Right. Which they almost... Four of them almost beat him on that planet. <laughs> you know, until Star-Lord fucked it up, which those are my favorite memes, too, where it's yeah, like... Yeah. All the, Oops, it's the pictures of all the heroes, like, thank you for saving the gout, not you, a picture of Star-Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. But, I mean, let's be honest, that was one of the most human moments in the movie for me. Like, you know, I can understand that. How, like, you're clouded by rage because you know that he murdered the woman you love. So you, you're, you're not thinking straight or whatever. You know, of course, when you look at it as a moviegoer, like... Bro, just calm down. You're gonna, you can literally kill him in just a second. Just a second. Yeah, all that kind of memes like that are so funny. <laughs> and uh, uh, that's one of my favorite ones. Infinity War spoilers, but you give no context. And it's got like Footloose. Oh, right. And, uh, oh, th- when the Red Skull popped up, that was like one of my favorite parts. Like, oh, shit. Well, I was more thinking why. Just to throw him in there, I guess. Why? But it wasn't Hugo Weaving. They did the voice. Oh, really? Sounds just like him, because I thought it was when I watched it. But it's actually uh, Russ Marquand from Walking Dead. The uh, I can't think of his name. Curly-haired gay guy. That's the only way I can describe him. I don't, oh, yeah, he's I, a voice actor. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his character's name in the damn show. Cause they, he's done a lot of voices. Like He, uh, he did a voice uh, show. I don't remember what show it was, but yeah. He's been a character doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> These memes are, just look up in Infinity War memes and you'll get your fill. But also, <laughs> I also saw Pacific Rim 2, which was not as bad as I thought it would be. Uh, I don't remember if I mentioned on the podcast or not, but I didn't see it. I mean, yeah, I saw it in theaters, wink, wink. Uh, but uh, the trailer made it look like the effects didn't look that good, nowhere near the original. Uh, it just looked very Power Rangers y and not in a good way or a nostalgic way, so to speak. But, uh, it was actually a lot better than I thought it would be. So if you if you like the first one, and you don't have like it, it's nowhere near the first one, but it's it's good. It's worth seeing if you like the first one. Hmm. I also saw Red Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence, another film which I thought, uh, oh Black Widow, I don't need to see this. But actually, it's nothing like that. It's uh, there's uh, a lot of junk alerts. First of all, uh, for you men out there and uh, other alert. Uh, you know, uh, What's what's the opposite of a junk alert for guys? Uh, boobs. 
boob alert, I guess, whatever. <laughs> There's some of that. But uh, yeah, that, that Red Sparrow is nothing at all what I thought it would be. It's not like just a Black Widow kind of knockoff type thing or anything. It was actually uh, more along the lines of a Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, actually, than like mm. a, an action. It's not an action movie. I thought it was yeah. an action movie. Trailer makes it look that way. It's Most not. people just watch it for the skin. Yeah. Well, I think most people wouldn't know there was skin in it. Because we're right. watching all of a sudden, they're like, strip. I'm like, what? I didn't know J-Law's that. J-Law's getting naked? Multiple times? Yeah. <laughs> and then... I only know that from Reddit. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the trailer did a terrible job of... It made it look like an action film that was just Black Widow solo film, when it's nothing like that at all. So uh, Autumn, actually, my wife, uh, really, she was like, oh, that, did you like that? I thought it was great. I'm like, it was good. I mean, great's a pretty big adjective, but... Not even an adjective, but uh, you know what I mean. Uh, what else? Uh, of course, like I mentioned, other movies for the podcast. But uh, video game wise, God of War's out. It's fucking awesome. Probably the best looking video game I've ever seen in my life on a PS4 mm. Pro. Uh, just I'm not that far into it because I just get lost looking at the environment. Just like, good God, every pore on his skin, every scar, every wow speck of dust. <laughs> Thanos looks like Bruce Willis after getting stung by a thousand bees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the memes. The memes. <laughs> Not the memes. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. any movies you've seen lately, Jesse? Uh, Isle of Dogs. Oh, oh yeah, me too. Fantastic film. Loved it. Yep. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Did as well. I'm a dog person too, so just even if you're not. Yeah, it's if you're a good. Japanese person, you'll <laughs> understand it a lot more. He got called out like, I don't know. I, I think I'm blind to a lot of that just from growing up in the 80s and being in my age. Like, uh, apparently there were a lot of, a lot of people had issues with his depiction of Japanese culture in that film. Which, I'm not Japanese, not claiming to be. Sure. But I mean, I've seen a lot of Japanese cinema. Yeah. Both martial arts and, you know, drama, like other, you know, it's a cartoon, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, that seemed very it's authentic animated. to me, to what I've seen of Japanese culture. I mean, and I even find so, it, it's, it's animated. <laughs> no well, Japanese people were harmed. It's, it's 2018. It's 2018. I know. Everybody's so, got to complain about something. Everybody has a voice on the internet. Oh, of course. But then, if they don't have that keyboard. Yeah. Then who are they complaining to? Who are they to? talking to? But anyway. <sighs> uh, oh, Ash vs. Evil Dead finished. Did you watch that show or not? I did not. Okay. Uh, if you haven't seen, finished the season, no spoilers, but it was fantastic. Mm. They, I think they ended it great. Everybody says, oh, you, another, uh, you know, some people think the ending's a cliffhanger. It's not a cliffhanger. It's just like, you know, show goes on, put it that way. Uh, although not literally, because the show is canceled. And Bruce, I always said Willis because of all the Thanos yeah. stuff. Uh, Bruce Campbell has said, like, he's, you know, he's done, that character is retired. And it's good. I mean, we had three seasons of a fantastic show. There wasn't a weak epi- or a bad episode in that in those thirty episodes. I think maybe each episode was ten, so I'm going to say thirty. But it was great, uh, absolutely. And the last episode was fantastic. Like some real like good moments for that character and just Bruce Campbell. Just such a you know yeah he's embraced the B movie thing. But the last episode of oh even this this whole season, I mean he's. Done a lot more, I think, that he than he's nor- he you normally expect from him in terms of acting. Like you know, the Bruce Campbell in this, and again, he's always a good actor, I, th- I think. But I mean, he plays into that what's made him famous, which is that's what you should do. But uh, just God, the last episode was so good, and like almost some tears at some moments. Hmm. What else? Did we watch something. What did we watch? Oh God, there's another movie that we watched recently that was like, oh man, this is good. Was it for the podcast? I can't remember. Oh, well. Last time you talked about Quiet Place, but... So, anything after you saw The Quiet Place? <laughs> no, that's been a long time. That's what I'm trying to think. Yeah. We watched something... God dang it. We watched something... Was it last night? No, because we had D&D last night. What did we watch? Fuck. I went to uh, Tupelo Film Festival and saw oh, a bunch yeah. of indie films. <laughs> but Cover Me premiere, that was the yeah. world premiere, wasn't it? Played twice, yeah. Um yeah, and the other people's indie films, I mean, yeah, they're all right. Not bad. I met a lot of people there. It's good times. And then there's another, another, another uh, sorry, covering again premieres here locally. Any Baton Rouge fans, the Baton Rouge, little, or not Little Theater, Theater Baton Rouge. Yeah. Uh, this Saturday, Saturday, May 12th, 7 p.m., free show. So if you're in the neighborhood, stop by and see me and Jesse. 
<laughs> Mainly Jesse because it's his deal. Right. But if you want to come in there saying, hey, where's the host and producer of 80s visited? No one's going to stop you. <laughs> Just saying. But uh, yeah, and then I, is it going to go online after that for anybody to see Jesse? Or yeah, what? it'll be a while before it does okay. that. So, but you can still watch the trailer. Be 2019 or so before it goes like that. Probably sooner. I don't know. It's up to me. <laughs> you, you you are the Thanos. Yeah, I gotta wait till all of film. The, wait till I get all the uh, letters from the <laughs> film festivals and stuff. Yeah, when all those come in, then I'll decide the the day for sure. And we'll keep y'all posted on here to let you know where it's playing, in case it's somewhere near where you are. Maybe it'll play mm-hmm. in the UK, and then Lee and Pete can go see it. Yeah, we'll see. That'd be nice. <laughs> Sure would. Anyway, uh, I think that about does it. Uh, hold on, we might have had an email because I have all my notes here to read email, but that could have not been taken off from the last time we did a show. Let's see. Oh what? no, I did read this because it was from I got a friend it, Josh Carr. I got an invite from a friend of mine to. Um, they have this movie pool. Everybody puts in ten dollars and guesses the top ten grossing movies of the summertime. And then whoever's and each one gets a point value or something like mm-hmm. that. You get a certain amount of points if you're dead on, certain amount of points if you're one off or something like that. So what do you think uh, roughly number one would be? Avengers. Well, not uh, or, from this point on. I don't uh, know if they're including Avengers. Solo. Yeah, Avengers definitely number one. You would think Solo? Hmm. I mean, if you're not ta- if you're not not counting Avengers, right? Of course. I mean, I would I would have guessed Avengers number for number one for the year period. Just because right. of that. I mean, let's see. If I was doing that, uh, Solo, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, because that's another super movie coming Incredibles out this year. Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2. That's I was thinking that one might be up there. Yeah, for, especially. Cause I think it might even beat Solo. Oh, wow. Because I don't feel like the hype for Solo is that great. I would agree with that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still Star Wars. Like, we were it joking. It's still Star Wars, you know, that's true. I'm not, in, I'm not in, like, super excited for it, but I'm going to be there day one. Oh, see, I because it's, I because be. it's Star Wars. That's the only reason. I don't want it. I would. There's so many. I would rather it be called Lando. Yeah. You know, because my opinion is you don't make a movie based on a character that you know is in no danger. That yeah, that that takes true. away every single dramatic moment. Oh, Amelia Clark might die. Like I it, don't care. I'm not going to see whatever. <laughs> the movie isn't called her character. It's called Solo. Yeah. I don't. And, and that's also, why Rogue One works so well. Yeah. You you watch yeah. it like oh they're gonna get out of this. Oh shit. Right. Oh, we, shit. oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh yeah. shit! They're all dead. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. Um, uh, did you see the trailer for it yet? Yeah. Solo. So, okay. I didn't know if you were avoiding ca- it or not. No, I didn't care. Honestly, yeah, there's didn't one care. part in there where you know Chewie's. Oh yeah, it ends with that like Chewie. <laughs> like he's fine. <laughs> I mean, unless he gets another Wookiee named Chewie, which makes no sense. That you know. That would you, totally you can't, you can't have up. any. Three of the main characters are totally safe. Yep. Where's the drama? So um, I imagine Amelia Clark's character is going to die, yeah. simply because you got to have well, something now it's in there. Expected though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but you don't make, you know. Now I've said before I want to see an Obi Wan movie, but again, you know, I'm not trying to be a hip, hypocritical, sure, in terms of that. But there, because there's a lot to tell there, mm-hmm. that w- would be, I think because a you have the young Kenobi actor who played Kenobi wanting to do it. Yeah. So you have that Star Wars continuity level there of to where it's the same people. I mean, you could still tell a story about Obi-Wan without death being on the line. Yeah. Uh, with Solo, though, I mean, he's, you know, he's a pilot. He's in the trinity of Star yeah. Wars characters. Right. But he, like, he doesn't have the force to go about. I and mean, it's him being, a, you know, a scoundrel. So, I mean. Yeah. But that, but know. see, and then also that archetype of a character, you don't want it, you don't, you know, you need to. You don't need to see what really happened. You need to hear like a whole bunch of shit that happened. Yeah. Well, I heard Solo did this and freed all the Wookies. Nah, bro. I heard he crashed into the planet and killed everybody. I mean, like he's that type of character where you don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. And then when you see it, it's then that's when you see the truth, and it's like this isn't as good as I imagined it. Right. Because that takes the mystique from the character. Yeah. Whereas Kenobi is a noble character. Uh, you know, there's stuff to work with there with that with that archetype. Or then, you, I mean, you have this entire universe and you make a solo film that just blows my mind. Seriously, mm-hmm. I mean, what, Boba Fett, he can go. That, People want it too. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is that I mean, Boba Fett is a is an idiot in the trilogy, the original trilogy. Han, blind Han Solo sends him to his death. <laughs> and of course, in the expanded universe at the time, he lives. And I mean, but I mean, no, he gets out. He goes on a vendetta against Solo. 
You still got Harrison Ford around. You know, you could have something just take place with a voiceover. Or you could still use that to where, like, oh, they, oh, oh wow, they actually settle their beef or, or, or something or other. Yeah. Or it takes place after The Force Awakens and where Fett learns that his, you know, he's been tracking Solo all this time and never been able to nab him. Oh, he's dead now. Where does he go from there? Maybe he goes after Chewbacca. And then all bets are off, depending yeah. on what happens in 9. I mean, you, got, you can have something open there. There's, and he's, he's, hunt, he's a bounty hunter. That's a... You know, that's the underworld of Star Wars. That's a villain story. You know, a Darth Vader story. The Darth Vader comic that's been out for a while is actually really, really good and scary in a sense of, like, the, how cruel Vader, you know, has been. So there's so many... Out of all these stories, Solo was, like, the worst one to me that you could possibly... You know, or Leia. Because, again, we know where we know where all roads lead to. And there's, you know, Leia would have to be a political thriller, which, you know... That's not going to work for the audience that wants to see Star Wars, you know, or what's Luke been doing? Well, they, you know, at first I was like, oh, that'd be interesting. But no, it wouldn't because we know where he's been yeah. since Jedi or after the school. We saw all that in eight and he's been on that island ever since. So there's no story. And he's, if you haven't seen Last Jedi, uh, he's dead. So there's no story. There's no story there. There's no story for Luke. You know, this again, it, you, when you make these solo films about existing characters, you're making the universe smaller. Rogue One expanded the like. Oh wow, there's all this. Let's go there. Unless Thanos shows up and reverses <laughs> <Yeah>. time, <laughs> or it, it, saves them. Dude, that's how they can write out fucking Leia. <laughs> they just have a digital scene of like yeah. Leia disappearing <laughs> and uh, problem solved. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine in the Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, they cross the universes. Yeah, because it's the whole it's the whole universe when yeah. Thanos does it. That's true. There you she go. Was part of it. Heard first here on Age Revisited. <laughs> Copyright 2018. She just fades away. <laughs> hey, problem solved. Man. She's like, I don't want to go. Fades away. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of that, though, when when Spider Man is like basically crying, yeah. that was a great moment. Yeah, because it was because he's a, you remind that he's a kid. Yeah, yeah. And that was, but at the same time, it's like you're not. I'm like, I, I want to just be like, you're okay, dude. You'll I, be back. Already improv that scene. It was good though. Yeah. Like, like acting like that was a great moment, but again, no dramatic, of, like, no, no, because no gravity to the it because holds. Yeah. Spider-Man Two is already in production. So, I mean, they should have thought of that before they did that and just said, "We are releasing movies on these days." Unless now, this will be ballsy of them. Gonna... Is that cancel it? <laughs> all, all, no, all these other movies take place before Infinity War. Right. Because there's no. I mean, just because this came out now doesn't mean that Black Panther 2 or the next Spider-Man are going to take place after this. True. We assume that because they're released. That'd be really ballsy if though they canceled it. <laughs> just like, canceled. like due to the due to unforeseen circumstances, <laughs> we will no longer have a Black Panther. Or I'm like, oh, <laughs> now anything's possible. Like, oh my God, they did it. They fucking <laughs> they did. did it. But then go back on it on yeah, that day. Yeah, of course, because then out. when Avengers Four comes out next this time next year, we'll, well everything will be answered. Because we got yeah. Ant Man and Wasp and Captain Marvel, and then those are the only two Marvel movies between now and next year's this time next year where we'll have seen Infinity War Two, Avengers yeah. Four, whatever you want to call it. I call it Excuse Infinity me. War Two because like Captain America Civil War wasn't an Avengers movie, but should have been. <laughs> yeah, that should have like I count that as like <laughs> Avengers Three. <laughs> Then this yeah. is Avengers 4, and the next one's 5. Yeah, that's why I always, when I always think of Avengers f- 3, 4. Because Civil War plays like a yeah, Avengers it's, and it works. it works better. It would have worked better as that. Yeah. It probably would have made a lot more money, too, had it been called Avengers 3. Yeah. You know, and when we're talking maybe 10, you know, 10, 25 million, maybe, but that's a lot of money to me. <laughs> I mean, you know. It's a lot of money to somebody. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, I guess that about does it for this episode. Uh, let's see. Uh, don't forget, at gmail.com on Facebook, on Twitter, at Awesome Pods. I still haven't checked Twitter since the last episode, oh, so I don't know what's going on over there. Although, apparently, it all got hacked, and we got to change the password anyway. Oh, really? Hmm. There was something like where the head of Twitter sent out something like, you should. Uh, everybody should uh, change your passwords. Just saying. Huh. So, but again, I didn't because I don't use Twitter. Twitter, so. Is that recent? Yeah, it was like maybe last week or week before last. It was, oh. it was between the last episode and today. Anytime I see Twitter mail, I just skip it. Yeah, it's just no, that's always like notifications. Roger Russell oh, yeah, was posting skip something. That. Ben skip Wyatt that. is posting something. Speaking of Ben Wyatt, don't forget the Asian Mania podcast. And of course, he's a regular now on the, uh, the BAMcast, Badly Awesome Movies. I want to say that's what that stands for. If not, don't hate me. Uh, 
Of course, all the old episodes of Asia Mania, always, all, Asia Mania, always some great stuff there. Uh, now versus Solid John James. Uh, oh, we did mention last episode that we were going to be on a trivia podcast, which we did do and <laughs> record. Yeah. But we can't plug it here because they had some technical difficulties, so it's got to be redone. Yeah, we'll redo it. So, but we'll let you know where you can find that uh, when that happens. So, uh, yeah, next week, uh, you know, we're, we are in that phase now. Uh, in terms of Autumn's pregnancy to where the baby, I could go home and the baby could come tonight, which I'm knocking on wood. No, no, I'm <laughs> praying no sooner what than the What is the actual date? date? May 20th. Okay. But so, yeah, still close enough. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you don't, you know, no man knows the hour it's nor the day. two weeks away. So I'm hoping we can still get a couple more episodes in before, you know, the baby actually comes and then my time is uh, severely limited with all that kind of newborn stuff. Thankfully, my parents are coming in around that time, so we will have some help being new parents, first-time parents, so... I don't foresee uh, any kind of big gap, uh, you know, knock on wood, because I didn't foresee getting what it turned out to be the flu <laughs> for uh, 10 days. So, but yeah, uh, next week, uh, next episode, I guess I should say, instead of next week, just to be safe, <laughs> I haven't totally decided yet because I've seen several. I just need to figure out which one I want to do. So it'll probably either be Chariots of Fire or Sleepaway Camp, one of those. But I'll confirm on Twitter and, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Facebook. <laughs> I can't promise it'll be on Twitter, uh, what we're going to be doing. So just watch watch the pages for that. And I think that about does it. So, uh, yeah, until next time, I remain Trey Harris. Jesse Sedgley. Cowabunga! On Facebook.com slash AwesomePods. And follow us on Twitter at AwesomePods.